everyone another episode of top chauffeurs podcast i'm wes McBee, and today we are sponsored by monarch social we all know in business the most important thing is lead generation and why not hire experts in lead generation monarch social will take your stagnant business to one that is getting so many leads you don't even know what to do with if you're interested in that and you want to hear more information head over to monarchsocialbrand.com dark prime collectibles guys if if you've been kind of bummed out you aren't able to play Magic the Gathering or Dungeons and Dragons with your friends in-store, they are doing a soft relaunch of in-store play at the end of this month. And there's no better place to, to go than Dark Prime Collectibles. They're very welcoming. They'll teach you all about the games you want to know. And they, will, they have tons and tons of different products you can get right in. Uh, I personally went up there and started learning how to play Magic the Gathering, the Commander Edition. They got me a deck. It was 30 bucks, and I was competing with people there, and it was a lot of fun. Head over to their website, darkprimecollectibles.com, or if you are in Utah, it's local, 354 State Street, Clearfield, Utah is their store. And last but not least, Hepius. It's the number one place to go for premium CBD that won't break the bank. It is locally owned and sourced here in Utah, and it is safe for work, meaning no THC. They have something for everyone, I promise you that. You can head over to hepiusmed.com. That is H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring. Well, tonight's going to be a fun episode because I have a brand new guest on, and that is Summer. Hello. Um, we've been talking about doing this for a little while, and last time we had something planned, I had to reschedule it because I'm bad at scheduling things. No, it's because you got strep. Was <laughs> the that first because time? Of strep? It was because you yeah. got strep. Good old, good old strep. I thought I had the COVIDs, and then it was just. Uh, I mean, I, strep's not much better. <laughs> no, well, in the thing is like i've had such a weird history with it i used to get strep every year all the way from like first grade up until junior high and they're like well we should just take your tonsils out and i'm like yeah let's do it and then for whatever reason i never got the surgery and then didn't get it for like 10 years nine ten years and now i've gotten it twice in two years and it is miserable as an adult yeah it is not And fun. they still didn't take them out? <laughs> nope. Still have them. I guess the surgery is worse as an adult. If Yeah. I had a friend who got it like this month and he said that it was miserable. Like he couldn't talk or swallow. So it doesn't sound fun, but definitely like our bodies as children are made to bounce back considering we're like basically rubber. Yeah. You're, you're made to recover from really weird things super fast like i have a cousin who i can't remember he broke something like like a really big bone in his body i, I can't remember if it was like his it's the one that's in your thigh fibula your femur femur yeah something like that Whoa. and like no. <laughs> adult wise like you could be out for like a year plus trying to recover yeah. plus everything he was fine after like six months yeah that's he's good to go he's running around being a kid again age man age getting, it's not on our side getting older is just a a super weird thing you know i i keep i keep thinking like oh i'm like not getting that much older and then like i see something i it, what gets me is the tiktoks where it's like <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that. they're like guess what turns 20 years old today and i'm like oh i don't know and it's like halo 2 and i'm like 
Oh my god. What? I remember. Or like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. That one. The I... Scooby-Doo comes back. I remember the release date of Halo 2. I was there. Wow. And, uh... Yikes. <laughs> I have like five gray hairs and I just don't even know what to do with myself anymore. Death. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Death is approaching. <laughs> um... No, so I, I, I think it's interesting how we know each other because um, you're the first person that I've had on the podcast that I met through online aside from like Twitch itself. Like I've had okay. a couple guests that I've met through Twitch, but we met through World of Warcraft, yeah. some classic old gaming, which uh, I don't know. It, I'm kind of curious your opinion on gaming just as a whole nowadays because I remember like growing up it was very you know if you were a gamer you were more rare like there really wasn't a lot of people who were gamers mm -hmm. and now i mean we raided with 40 people who are all <laughs> you know playing the I think same we were just game. all closet gamers we were all gamers we were just all in the closet about it <laughs> i think you're right and i think that it's since it is super mainstream now it's like okay to be like oh yeah i'm gonna go home and play games for three hours it still depends though i feel like and i think certain games are like i don't know different people will see different games it's like i feel like different tiers almost like wow world of warcraft is a very intense time consuming game which is part of why i've just had like I've been struggling so much to get back into it. Like I don't know how you guys have like you've like you leveled a character literally from one. Yeah. I don't know how you motivated yourself to do that. I can't even motivate. I can't even get myself to go from sixty to seventy. I'm like, ugh. I'll but be I've been I've been paying for my subscription this whole time. I didn't cancel it ever. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, it it has taken an impact already. Um, and what I mean by that is like, for those of you who don't know what WoW is, we'll do a little bit of WoW talk and then we'll get off the gaming stuff. But, uh, it's like an online game where you level up and then you play with people, all that jazz. And, uh, it is a time sink. Like if you, yeah, I mean, other than just leveling, you have to like farm materials. Like it's weekly. Like if you go on raids, there are things that you have to go get weekly. So you're spending like all that time every week and like that just murdered me like at least during during knacks like it was doable um a little bit or not knacks uh, oh, man AQ? i'm thinking of aq yeah. yeah aq40 aq40 was doable because it was like i could go get some demonic runes and i could just farm that and even that sucked though because there's so much competition on our server because there were so many people yeah and I mean, that should be at least something that most people are familiar with, just like server populations, like when Among Us came out, or not when it came out, but like after, I don't even know who posted it, and then it went viral, but when that happened, it just broke. Yeah. Amazon, <laughs> Among Us broke. Yeah, you couldn't even play it. Yeah, like every time I would go on there, it was just like, it wouldn't work. I just couldn't connect to anything, but... I really look at WoW as one of those things, like, if you want to be a top performer or you want to be the best on your server, 
you are dedicating like a part-time or close to second full-time job if you it's don't full-time. already have a full-time job. It's full-time. Like there are people, like the people that level up the fastest. I mean, most of those people are like streamers or people that are actually famous like anyway. So they are getting paid for that. Sure. But then there's just like the lowly people like us that are just like, except I haven't been, but like, there's just the sweaty gamers who do it for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I. You are, it is full time. Like, I mean, multiple people in our guild took time off of work. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think part of it, too, is uh, there's something about WoW. I, I mean, I've played the game since it came out as a right. kid and all the yeah, way I through. Did a little too. Someone you com- didn't get to Nax though, right? No. Someone commented, who would take time off work, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I wonder. Who commented? Uh, tiny, I- tiny Rick. <laughs> okay, Tiny Rick. Because there's a certain user that if they commented, I know they did it. <laughs> I, uh, I've always looked at WoW as one of those things like... <sighs> I'm still waiting for my... Someone said I'm still waiting for my 250 gold. I guess I should. I, I'm gonna pull up the stream so I can see what people are saying. I can't remember who Tiny Rick is, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think for me, WoW is one of those things where I know that I am proficient in the game, so it's mm-hmm. nice to log on and be able to do things with people. I think that if right. I, and I was talking to someone the other day, if our guild didn't reform, I don't think I would have came back. No, and like. If our guild didn't reform, I wouldn't still be struggling with the fact that I like need want to mo- I want to motivate myself, but I also I haven't been like watching every tutorial that comes out since the beginning of time. So yeah. I rely on like my boyfriend. I rely on him to help me out with like some of the some of the stuff that like happens. I don't know. Well, Bye. yeah, and, and I think, too, it's one of those things where um, <laughs> someone said, show her the mace you got last night. That will make Did you her get a come. mace? Yeah, I got a mace. It's real cool. So it's, okay, Tiny Brick is obviously someone in the guild. Who's oh, Tiny yeah, Brick? for sure. It's uh, It has to be someone in the guild. It, it's either, it's got to be Gallister or Thunder, I think. I can't remember. I might okay. be wrong, though. Yeah. I can't remember who Tiny Rick was. Maybe. But uh, I, uh, for me, the game is a lot of, it's just social. You know, I could come home and yeah, like, it is. I play with people who I would 100% consider to be friends at this point because we've been playing for so long. And uh, yeah. it's fun to just. Hey, that's why we're here. Yeah, exactly. Here. And it's fun to just kind of hang out. And it's, it's like, uh, it's convenient, meaning like, it's convenient to hang out because we can all just get on discord and shoot the shit while we're playing some game that's 15 years old right <laughs> B- yeah bebert says wow, i mean it heck. is yeah i saw <laughs> i saw <laughs> i was gonna reply while you were talking but i mean i mean my boyfriend did help me out with like some he didn't like i don't know i wouldn't say he did everything for me but like I I wouldn't say I wasn't dedicated to the game. Like I was dedicated enough that when our guild didn't have like a spot for a hunter in the um, 
they didn't have a spot for a hunter in the core rating group like I re-rolled like I re-leveled and like for some people that's enjoyable but for me it was like I didn't necessarily have people to level with like my boyfriend um I'm just I just I'm gonna keep referring to him as that because I don't know that he necessarily wants to be named on here um but he um like he had a character that he like leveled with me some too and like he had a mage so he could help me with some of the um some of the boosts that were happening on yeah. our server and i mean that worked out for him too because like he earned gold and all of that sure. but... oh <laughs> papa called him out <laughs> oh jake oh tiny rick must be hackle then that's right because i don't uh, unless it's did you have a bet with hackle Unless it's okay, Aldous. It's either Aldous or Hackle, I think. I don't think it's Aldous. He's watched a couple Aldous. times. Yeah, but I don't think that I don't think it is. I think uh, he has a different user. Yeah. I uh the grind is one of those things where like the first time you do it in WoW, it can be they owe us two hundred and fifty gold. They do in fact owe us two hundred and fifty gold. Um <laughs> It can be a lot of fun the first time around, but it's it is a grind for a reason like you know yeah. you're and this is where i kind of like wow gets difficult for me like time wise right is if you were to level from one to 60 in classic by yourself you're looking at it would take so long i think minimum people say 120 I did. hours on my on my first character i did it yeah from beginning to end um just like with like i didn't get any boosts on my hunter at all yeah same with my mage but like around the time that i started re-rolling that's when like the boosts got really popular and mages were just shelling them out like the looking for group chat was just boosts 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 right and... it was it was like candy <laughs> you could get them for like three gold at that time but no it's it's yeah. like it's 150 <laughs> no they're like 30 gold it's 150 plus hours to level a character and if you think about that in like other games like you could potentially play two full release titles like you play two full games in the time it would take you to level one character so it's like i don't blame the people who like don't want to fucking grind and now 60 to 70 way longer than i thought it was going to be way way longer than i thought yeah. it was going to be i was honest I mean, yeah i was honestly expecting us to get level 70 within the first like three days I was severely underestimating how long mistaken. it's mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I mean, I did like see you guys leveling a lot and then I was like bummed that I didn't do it, but I didn't take off that day that all of you like started. Yeah. I mean, I think that because yeah. The nice part about where the game's at right now is like even if you were to casually level to 70 over the course of the next two months like we're not going to be you're not going to be behind and what i mean by that is right. like you'll be able to jump into kara and get all your gear and be ready like it's yeah i wasn't sure because like i know there's like all the stuff with the different rep and i haven't been researching or keeping up with all of that like i didn't play tbc when it originally came out like i i played a little bit of wow when it originally came out but like I never raided or any of that. Like it was purely solo questing. 
No, it's it's definitely a lot less of at least so far it seems a lot less of uh how do I say? Like it's not like Nax farming. Like I went and bought mm -hmm. some potions for Kara and then that was all I really bought. Like and we cleared it in That's one night. Like it didn't feel like this super intense buying like buying a million flasks. Yeah, I didn't need to spend forty hours to prepare to go raid like you do you had to with like Nax and stuff, so but I don't know. It's Max was rough. Yeah, that's. I didn't do it. I did. I didn't think that I was going to be able to find anyone to raid with as a mage, and I just kind of was like, well, I got yeah. what I wanted out of classic. I, just, I didn't love the guild that I ended up in. They were like. The thing about joking about being sexist is like you do it so much it's no longer a joke and that's what everyone in this guild was like and like there were a few there were a few female people in that guild and they chased out one because they were so mean to her like there were multiple girls that they just chased out of the guild because they were so mean to them like and I don't know like they just every every time that we raided they made a point of just like roasting the girls if they did one tiny thing or like anything they were just like super focused in on making sure they knew if we made a mistake whether but less so on everybody else yeah that's pretty whack i mean that just isn't a fun environment to raid in yeah, and so I, I stopped raiding and playing WoW altogether because that was the guild that my boyfriend was in and I didn't really feel like finding another guild and raiding on different days. Like, that didn't sound fun to me. No. And I don't know, I was just also, like, even when Fallen, like, when we stopped, like, I was getting pretty burnt out near the end, too, even with that guild. And then I took, like, a break for, like, a month and then Nax came out and I started with another guild and I did that for a while like I did it till like until I like got I don't think I got any I don't remember if I got any gear while we were doing Nax honestly I can't remember <laughs> but like all of my armor is still from AQ40 and I hate that gear. It looks dumb. Yeah, it looks really bad. Some people some people think it looks cool. Like, Thunder likes it. He thought it was cool. I think... I don't know. I just didn't like it. I like I like the stuff from Anixia. Or not Anixia. Blackwing. I thought that stuff looked cool. Yeah, I liked, I liked Tier 1 and 2. They yeah. both... At least for Shamans, I liked both. I, and on my Hunter. I liked both of them for my Hunter, too. Like, the full sets looked really cool um but i don't know the 2.5 gear just like to me it made me think of like attack on titan mm. because it just looks like you're just a muscle man right it's just your muscles <laughs> hey the nice thing about the classes that you play though is you are completely sought after in burning crusade right now you're shaman and hunter it's true <laughs> that is true you're either the... yeah but like they're not just looking for those classes though they're looking for people who are skilled at those classes and... which like I was, I was good at those classes. Yeah. Like I was a good healer, but I'm super rusty because I haven't been playing while everyone else has been like raiding and stuff. Like I, I was gonna go to 
AQ 20 that day and I dropped out so that you could go because I was so scared. Oh, that was so stressful. <laughs> I was so afraid that I was going to make a fool of myself. I was in greens and blues and I did no service to anybody that night. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's not true. Was... I mean, to be fair, because you're playing a druid though, shamans in... Like, you need shamans for AQ-20 because of just all the poison damage that people are taking. And that's, like, the main thing. It's just the cure poison. I wish I would have played a shaman because of how ridiculously strong they are now. They're just, uh... <laughs> Tiny Rick says you just let... True facts, Tiny Rick. <laughs> let them True die facts. and then blame them for dying. That's actually the move. <laughs> Why'd you die? It's not, though, <laughs> because, like, no matter... No matter what happens if they die they will always blame the healers like i don't know if my boyfriend's listening right now but i'm calling you out right now if you are damn jake <laughs> because jake how calling you out because he was originally a, a priest and now he's playing a druid but like i walked when i got home today i came in while he was like playing and he like died in a dungeon he was running with people and he goes ah they didn't heal me. And I'm just like, you'd be so mad if someone said that when you were a priest. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah. Love it. No, Accurate. it's, it's, it's uh, I definitely think that aside from a couple things with Burning Crusade, it's a lot less, or it's a lot more casual friendly, meaning like we could take anyone in Kara and we're going to be able to clear, you know, I think that yeah. we're going to be able to do the 25 mans pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, it helps that it's not 40 people. Trying to find 40 people that commit to the same schedule, it's really hard. Like, even the people that do commit, like, to being a core raider, like, even when I did, like, I was there almost every single time when we were doing 40-man raids, but it just, like, it's really grueling, and, like, when there's 25 people, like, not everyone has to go every single week. You can kind of like rotate a little bit. But there are some people who like really enjoy raiding every single time. And, yeah. Or that are really motivated by getting gear. I definitely and think the problem with the... it is, but... Yeah. I think the biggest problem with the 40 man too is the fact that like there's no way that there won't be people who clash just because of oh personalities. <laughs> but... Uh... And, like, even though we're Every playing time. a video game and it's supposed to be fun, like, you know, people will either have bad days or people will be frustrated by one person and will grow and grow and grow to a boiling point, which is kind of what happened with our guild, which is fine. Like, that it is part of why things, like, fell apart was there were people that were having trouble getting along. Yeah. And the people that were currently acting as, like, our stand-in guild master they didn't want to be guild masters. They just oh. wanted to enjoy the game and they didn't even like a PvP server, which is why they left our server. Right. But it, it was just a bummer because like they were really nice people and I really enjoyed raiding with them, but because people just couldn't get along, like it literally I remember when it happened. I remember. <laughs> it was during one of our dueling tournaments. Like people just freaking lost their minds oh i don't even remember that i just i i think I the the problem the problem i was having is i i was helping like officer stuff and like i was not wanting to log on because every time i logged on there was always something it was always mm -hmm. like this person did this or this person did this and i'm like guys like 
what do you want me to do? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, tell me this, like at your job, is it not the same? Do people not gossip? Because yeah. at my job, holy crap, like no one keeps their mouth shut. Everyone knows everything. Yeah. Don't I mean, tell people anything. It's definitely gossip and it's definitely, I know that there's a lot of people in real life who'd like love drama one way or the other and in a video game like you don't have anything to lose so it definitely uh, yeah it's and you can hide behind being anonymous like yeah yeah if you choose not to reveal who you are yes zuki (laughs) i know i know i was there yeah that was a moment but it's it's easier like going back to the point with like 25 people like it's easier to find 25 people who are all who can all get along and can all like enjoy the time together instead of, you know, not (laughs) instead of not. Yeah. Instead of not. And it was a real bummer. Like when we lost those two, when they went to a PPE server, because we tried to hold together, but we just didn't have the tank support the, that we needed yeah. we tried to run bwl and everything just fell apart and no one wanted to try again after that which was really a bummer but also like i think at that point everything had just come to a head and we were just all exhausted from the politics and honestly like i don't think it was terrible that we all went to different guilds because like a lot of us were i can't really say us because i haven't leveled yet but a lot of people in the guild have come back and like it's enough that you guys can run things because you you guys ran two different groups of car didn't you yeah or was that something else yeah two groups so far both cleared i think too the other thing the other benefit of everyone leaving is people got to go and get different outlooks on how to how like guilds run run and you know see that like there was a lot of things that we did that were very subpar. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, I think if we keep talking about WoW forever, I mean, I think most of the people that are watching are obviously <laughs> from WoW, but... Yeah, it's all the guild people uh, here. It is Let's all spill the all people. the dirty secrets. Zuki, goddamn, no. <laughs> um, Damn it, Zuki. Always also, die. Zuki, stop posting videos that I want to throw up after stop oh that chicken one don't was do rough. it again the worst was no, when no. i asked him what it, it was. wasn't just chickens those were oh you, you haven't seen the have. new ones <laughs> you shouldn't have asked i i have refused to go because he said he said oh no he did say he was gonna go to a chicken farm and post some stuff and i was like nope i saw that one rough <laughs> rough <laughs> not great gotta support I the can't, homie. Thanks, I can't watch it <laughs> can't watch it and like i know that you're like calling people out for like wearing makeup but it's just like well you were just saying that because like i know that that stuff gets tested on animals and like i don't personally i don't wear very much makeup i'm it's not because i don't like makeup it's because i'm lazy (laughs) (laughs) like i have plenty i have plenty and i mean there are a lot of places that you can get makeup that isn't test isn't tested on animals but like for one like there it's not just like makeup it's a lot of stuff like it's makeup it's every 
it's every um it's really like it's everything that everything is tested on animals and like i don't know they're it's not great but like i try i try to avoid products that are just like obviously tested on animals and like well the first one you posted you straight up said like tell your wives next time they put on makeup this is where it's tested Oh, where it comes from. Oh, I see. I got you. Okay. Well, the comment you posted the first time was that that was where it was tested. But I do think, I think it makeup is a fundamentally interesting topic for me because, like, there's yeah. so much money that's wrapped around in it. And there's so much, I don't want to say brainwashing, but like, it is it is brainwashing yeah it's like 100%, this because all of us feel like we need it yeah it's like the idea of like oh well this is the beauty standard if you aren't following the beauty standard you aren't going to get this this or that but the reality is like a lot of people who don't end up following the traditional or the expensive beauty standard are the ones that stand out because they're not the ones that are just carbon copies of the beauty standard it's really just like a it's such an interesting thing and it what, what what blows my mind the most is the money that is just it's insane it, it yeah. can be made and they're fortunately like for i mean to be honest i don't think there are that many people who are actually bothered by it because they choose to ignore where things come out come from but there are like there are a lot of vegan options like if it's something that bothers you like tons of places and not just for that like um for shampoo for food i mean i mean obviously for me like i'm obviously i'm not a vegan and i'm not a vegetarian and sometimes i wish i was but the times that i've tried it's just like i haven't felt good um i'm sure that maybe there is a way that i could have gotten to a point where i would have but um I don't know like i i know a lot of people that are indigenous and like people who at least people who are like native american like they take pride in like using every single part of um an animal and i can't remember what the parts that are like there's a specific word for the parts that aren't meat like i'd have to look it up i can't remember but um a lot of unfortunately like i don't want to say it's not white people specifically but like american white people <laughs> a lot of american white people disvalue anything that is like off of that like normal something they see is normal right and that's really unfortunate because like there are so many like things that can benefit from those products but i don't know and it's <sighs> like yes using everything from the animal is a good thing but like places like that zuki sent us that horrifying video of like clearly there's a lot left in that situation yeah and so to to kind of explain the video that we saw i don't i'm trying to debate whether we (laughs) should explain it that's why i was being super vague yeah (laughs) i'll I'll vaguely explain it it just kind of looked like 
a mishmash of animal parts that were getting pushed around by brooms and then like backhoes oh, and no. stuff. That's it like the so best way that I can explain it without getting into too much detail. And it was, uh, I don't know. The American culture is very interesting because it's like two, it's like two prominent things. It's either what's trendy or what's super cheap. And both options usually are not great for the environment and not great for the body. And I mean, it's yeah. true facts. It's just, it, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um, due to unpopular belief because of my stature as a thick man, I did live a uh, vegan lifestyle for a small portion of my life. And kind of similar to mm -hmm. you, I uh, I had felt very, very weak. and uh, Yeah, like you don't feel nourished. Yeah, I didn't feel nourished and I felt very sapped a lot of the time. Like I would do very minor, like I would go just work a casual day, like an eight-hour shift. And I'd feel way more exhausted. Um, and it works for some people. And that's yeah. like, that's something that you have to acknowledge is that everyone's body is different, which I think people of every background need to learn to acknowledge because <laughs> there are people who eat meat that are like, oh no, vegan can never be healthy. But then like, there are people who are vegan that like, are built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like yeah. actually Arnold Schwarzenegger eats very little meat. Yeah like that's one of his things he there's like a documentary on netflix or something that he did that was specifically about the benefits of plant-based diet which like again just everyone is different yeah. like my mom she was she struggled with her weight for a really long time and then she like did this whole 30 thing which is a lot of meat actually yeah. it's like meat and fats um no grains, no sugars, no dairy. So it's very focused on like protein and healthy fats to create energy in your body. And like that worked really well for her. And like, she has been off and on it for like, since like 2014, I guess. That's, but, that's the thing that always confused me is I think people forget when like, new ideas of how to either manage weight or you know lose weight or gain weight whatever you're looking for in life most come with that advisory to talk to your doctor because everyone's body is yeah, different yeah because yeah. now like people are shunning keto because a lot of people who did keto actually had negative side effects got sick got yeah, sick had medical issues the reality is though if you would have went and talked to your doctor they probably could have been like well keto is not a great option for you or keto is yeah, a great option actually for you. I think they actually have like, I don't know if it's like DNA testing specifically, but there are at least surveys that you can take to help you decide what's your best like option. And I hate to bore people because I don't want to just talk about food and like make people <laughs> think this is like a diet talk show because I really don't want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, they're just, everything affects everyone all the time. Food is something that everyone interacts with and in a lot of countries it's a social thing and especially like i don't like i have trouble figuring out things that i can do socially with people that don't involve food or drinking and sometimes i find that really frustrating because sometimes i'm like i need to spend it's not even just about the food like it's the cost that comes along with it right like um at my last company my boyfriend's boss he they went out like 
maybe once a month, maybe once every other month. Like they never went out, made food every, all the time. He was very financially conscious and I don't know, like he was a very smart person and that was something that I wanted to do, but it's, it's very hard, especially like when you are not in a great mental space to just motivate yourself to, I don't know, meal prep. I have a picture of one time that we actually meal prepped and we had like 12 containers of food. It was crazy. Yeah. Meal prep is one of those things that I think we all could agree is super great for you. Cause like you, you don't have to think about it during the week. Like you're yeah, less likely. Yeah. You're less likely to go like with the cheaper, like fast food option or shittier food option. It's just right there, throw in the microwave and go. But it's definitely mm-hmm. one of those things where if you're not motivated, it's not going to happen. It. You, yeah. It's really, and that's something like we've done and fallen off of is like, we used to try to plan things. Like we would have a list of what we were making each night and and then sometimes we would just meal prep for like that week. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it a lot, but we did do it at least once where we just did everything on pans and it was in the oven, out of the oven, in the oven, out of the oven. It was hectic, but then we had meals for that whole week and we didn't have to think about it for the rest of the time. Right, which is super convenient and super like I've done it for a small portion back when I was doing a lot of like gym and boxing stuff. Like I was meal prepping regularly. I've always wanted to do boxing. Oh, do it. Don't, don't hesitate. Just go do it. It's so awesome. Um, it's great, healthy option. It's yeah, 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 it's expensive. It for sure is. Most gyms like, and I, I won't say where you guys live, but I know that there's probably not going to be many cheap options where you're at. I can't imagine. There's nothing cheap here. Yeah. It's (laughs) not. The cost of living here is garbage. I just saw actually a video where. California is getting really bad, obviously, too. Yeah. I I saw a video someone was making in front of your area and said, can you guys believe this? And it was a house tour for this. It was on TikTok. You might run across it because it's trending. It was a $385,000 house and it was a one bedroom flat. And it was like a thousand square feet. Yeah, and it also depends like what area, like the further away from the city you get, the less expensive it is, but also then you're far away from grocery stores and everything. Like I have a horrible um, commute to work every day. It takes me an hour to get home at least. and. I have friends that live way further away from me, but into the more rural areas, as opposed to driving through the urban areas like I do. And they get home the same amount of time as me, but driving twice the distance. I just, there's something about, because I live in Salt Lake City. I mean, I live, I don't know, five minutes out of Salt Lake City, I guess you could say. It is. They're coming for you. They're coming. Oh, I just called you uncle. No oh. one knows what that is. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I... Uh, that was uh, his wow name. <laughs> on game on gaming, that's my wow name. Um, I can't, like... I've lived here most of my life. I've dabbled in other places, but I've always come back to Utah. It is so fucking busy now. I cannot deal with it sometimes. Really? I, like... We're like yeah. the we're the most booming city in the country right now. Apparently, we have the most people moving here. There's no houses available. There's no, like rent is like really 
Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I, where I live is my family's house, and uh, they bought it in like '99, I believe, for 198. Um, if the trajectory continues the way it is, it'll be a half million dollar house probably next year. That's how crazy our housing market is I mean, right now. My parents' house could, my parents' house, I don't know what they bought it for, but I got a call from a realtor at work the other day and they're like, we sold a house in your area for 900 blah, 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 thousand dollars. And we're not, yeah, $900,000. And they're like, are you thinking of selling soon? If so, when? And I was just like, I don't own that house. My parents do. And they're not planning to move out. My dad is still working on the house. Like he's built two decks off of the house. They'll probably retire there. I don't think they're planning on moving. That's how it is here too. Like the, there is such a demand for houses. Their realtor companies around here are going and taking, they're taking pictures of people's houses and sending them mail and saying hey this is what your house is valued at and they have staged fucking pictures already we get them oh my god constantly from multiple companies we get refinancing um mail a lot um yeah refinancing mail and realtor mail there have been billboards like for years that say we buy ugly houses or we buy yeah every it's everywhere like anywhere that has a high cost housing market. Like if you see a price online, take that and add a hundred thousand dollars onto that. And that's the minimum you will pay for it because in places with high market value or like just high real, just high prices for housing, just garbage economy for that. Like you are fighting people in these bids, in these housing bids, like, we just you are not paying what's on that listing no chance we just broke a state record million dollars over asking price here on one of the houses for sale but also not surprising because people do that here i actually one of my coworkers, several a lot of my coworkers are from california which is funny um Hmm. (laughs) they like to complain about it here and i'm just like so leave (laughs) right i don't know but they talk about california and like one of my coworkers, he wants to move back but he can't because his wife's um kids um dad works here because he married her it was like her second marriage and so they still live here and probably will until those kids go to college but we were looking at housing in california and Oh my gosh, like it's insane. It was like nine hundred like million dollars for some of these houses. I was like, what is happening? I but also like some of the housing that is listed is crazy. We saw a house that had a guest house and it was not close to the house house. <laughs> it was far away and all of that land was owned. I'm like, who I'm sorry, is this Jeff Bezos' vacation house? What's happening? I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. We have someone in chat. His name's Go Eagles. He lives in California. Yeah, clearly he's upset that we brought it up. He's like, don't remind me, and we're still talking about it. Sorry. Sorry. I've talked to him quite a bit about it. It's it's just crazy because, like, 
and it's kind of sad to be honest too because there's a lot of families that just they don't want to leave their situation because they raising their family there and stuff but they are pretty much forced to like a lot of families are forced to uproot and leave to a whole different state oh yeah it's like it makes me want to cry on a daily basis and i know people that like there are a lot of people think these homeless people just don't want to try but if you saw if you saw what i see every day like i'm sure yes i'm sure there are some people that fit into that description yes i'm positive there are some people who just don't want to work but since covid happened like our homeless rates have skyrocketed it's gotten so much worse and it was already really bad and it's so much worse now and i just see people i see people my age like i gave a box of donuts to this guy on the corner and he was my age and as soon as i drove away i wanted to cry yeah and like some people like even i have coworkers that are like just go find a job and i'm like a lot of these people have mental illnesses and there are so many so many barriers to finding a job when you're homeless that people don't think of they're like just go find a job and a lot of the people that say that are like older people that are from like a generation where you could just like walk into someplace and say you wanted to work there well i think they forget you can still do that some places like subway but that's not you can't buy a house with subway pay no well and i think you can't live somewhere i think where they forget too is the bigger picture right it's like it's not just go get a job it's like okay well if they're homeless are they going to shower at their work are they going to sleep at their work are they going to drive to their work like can they sleep out front until they get enough money to save up to buy a place like it's not just as easy as like going and getting a job they have no yeah you have to go get a job and then they're like okay you need to be hygienic while you work here especially if it's food related and no place is gonna hire you if you don't have a source of a shower and if you don't have money you can't afford a gym membership to take a shower like the places that you can take showers that aren't somewhere you live are a hotel and gyms those are the places or truck stations but then you have to hope there's a truck station nearby right it's just like those are the three places it's just such a bigger picture that i don't think people who actually want to look at it because like so many people will say like oh we'll just do this or that but they don't actually want to look into it because they realize it's a problem and they just don't want to you know the ignorant is bliss ideology around that it makes me so upset when people are just like they assume I don't know it's not even just like the homeless issue it's so many issues like people just choose not educate themselves because it's convenient and as long as they don't know about it they can't be held responsible for it like it happens like it's the same it's so many situations like my dad would argue it's the same with religion like he'd be like well people don't want to be christian because then they'd be held accountable for xyz and i'm like I love you, Dad, but it's more than that. <laughs> it's, like, that's that's one reason, but yeah. there are a lot more reasons to not be religious. Yeah, it's... Um, but it's just like there are so many issues where people just choose to not be educated. Speaking of not educated, but just like issues, have you watched? Have you watched the Bo Burnham special? Yes, phenomenal. Are you broken? <laughs> I'm broken. completely completely i mean i just I'm ruined it's i don't know i think it hit on our generation really well 
not just ours like because he also like speaks specifically to generation z too yeah like multiple times in that show and i'm like i see you you're trying to bring in another audience yeah <laughs> but i Bo is he walks the line between comedy and existential crisis a hundred percent and this was a hundred percent like this was so on brand for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I was never like a huge fan of his. I didn't dislike him, but I never really partook in much of his stuff that wasn't like highlights on Vine or TikTok. I think I may have lost her on Zoom. Uh, she might have to rejoin. I will uh, keep talking while that happens. But I, uh, I personally was never a huge fan of Bo Burnham not because of any particular reason I just never like I guess I never gave him a chance until this new until this new uh special came out and if you guys haven't seen it yet it's on uh oh I think you're back everything crashed I just started closing everything <laughs> I was I th- like no I think I did a good job I just kept spewing knowledge about Bo Burnham <laughs> Good, good, because I was like, I can't hear anything that's happening right now. Um, I mostly, I just, I, you know, the only stuff that I ever heard about him prior to this special was like, he's very good. He makes a lot of great clips. He's popular on Vine. Like he was famously popular on Vine. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, his stuff always gets put into TikToks. Like the, he's the popular one that's like, uh, and this is crude for those listening, but he's the one who did the, you know, what's really or what's better than pussy a really good book and then he hits his piano or something like that i love him yeah he, he's also super musically talented like very his a lot of his music is like basic four chords but like when you're writing for an entire show just like if you're trying to just like get a show out and you're writing music like i don't care if it's four chords if he can write the music he does i don't care that it's four chords like mm-hmm. i'm a musician and i value like jazz and all the people that are super talented with finding new chord progressions and like just bringing everything together that's super unique i don't care like because his stuff i don't know to me like i think i don't know it involves both things because i've been in a ton of jazz shows and i've been to excuse me i've been to a ton of open mics and i don't care if it's four chords yeah i think that there's this weird obviously i'm not musically inclined and we'll definitely talk about your music soon because uh the world needs to know but <laughs> the world needs the world they, needs to know. They, need to know they do they do um i remember okay. like around when i think ed sheeran was one of the first people who really kind of started negatively talking about four chords and like pop music axes of awesome yeah did you see that that's like <sighs> older than when ed sharon got popular that's like but there's like a specific song that axes of awesome made and it was like called a, it basically they're comedians and they're making a bit um and it's called four chord song and they just play four chords and they keep changing it to different songs <laughs> like don't stop believing um I haven't heard it in so long, but they just keep like going to different songs and it's like, oh my gosh. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like not everyone listening 
is someone who went to a million theory classes. Um, I've been to a lot of theory classes and I don't not enjoy like pop music. I, I still enjoy music that would be considered not necessarily like advanced. Like I don't care. I don't care if it's advanced. Like to me, like, I don't know. It all is a mix because part of it is, does it sound good? And part of it is, do you say more than the same four words the whole time? <laughs> right. I think music is one of those things that sadly in my eyes, it, and I guess with this topic, music can also have a very positive conversation, but yeah. music falls in that category where it can get really, really toxic with like gatekeeping. Elitism. And elitism. And elitism I, everywhere. Like I completely understand like, yeah, if you're musically talented and you can do all these special things, I could understand like, not not enjoying like simpler music. But at the same time, like someone like me, I, I can enjoy listening to someone who is super technical, even though I don't know what they're doing. But I can also just be as happy listening to Justin Bieber talk about peaches in Georgia. Like I <laughs> like it's it's it like and I don't know why like people get shunned if they don't have like a sophisticated music palette when in reality I mean, it's making me happy right like it's a win for me it's the same as okay I have two different tangents one is about Christian music and the other is about Rick and Morty okay, <laughs> so don't please. let me forget okay. <laughs> um a problem with Christian music is a lot of it's super basic and it feels like a knockoff of normal music, which it shouldn't feel that way because like the people who write it, like they're really into it and they're writing what comes to their heart. And a lot of people feel like it's toxic because it's like emotionally manipulative. And I think that this, like, I've had my issues with the church, like, believe me, believe me, like lots of issues. I still consider myself like a person who believes in god and like that sort of thing um but i mean the church has hurt me a lot of ways yeah and but like some people and this is like the whole emotionally manipulative thing is like an argument that i never heard until i went to college and there was this guy that i was like talking to at the time and he said something like he was like I don't believe in singing anything other than hymns because hymns are not emotionally manipulative and they're just like and i'm like okay that's an opinion but also like to me i feel like if you're hello little deer in the background that's my <laughs> greyhound her name is sissy and she's the biggest baby you've ever met um she's standing behind me because she wants something but if boyfriend is watching, boyfriend is responsible right now. <laughs> she's gonna, she's gonna lay down. She's fine. Oh, anyway, um, some people argue that Christian music is manipulative, and that's like a newer argument to me. But to me, because I'm a musician, like, and I believe in things like gifts of the spirit, like not necessarily just gifts of the spirit, but I believe everyone like has specific gifts. Like there are things that people are better at than other things. Like everyone has something they're really good at or things they're better at than other people. And to me, like if one of those things is creating music that like moves people, 
I don't think that's manipulative. I think that's a gift. Like if you have that, you should create it because you're making music. Like people who wrote this music didn't write it to manipulate other people's feelings. They wrote it because that's what they feel. And that's what all music is like. So I never agree with the whole like Christian music is manipulative thing. Like if that's something you feel, that's great. Like one time, like a long time ago, I wrote a poem and one of my lines was like, if you find salvation in the drum solo, so be it. Because I don't care. Like if you feel power, if you feel connection to like the bigger overall universe, like through something, that's fine. I don't care. Like I want people to feel... I want people to feel connected and like not isolated and I don't care what that comes through. It's I just want people to not be alone. It's very interesting. Cause I don't think I've ever had this. I've ever heard this uh, conversation before, like music being manipulative. I'll send you something. Cause I've seen it on TikTok recently, multiple and, times. Cause like I, I look at music as one of the only things that we have as humans that, I mean, there's other forms that we have, but like, it can literally be a snapshot into someone's soul. And if it's upbeat or if it's depressing or if it's emotional, like that is still what that person is feeling. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people who can create a lot of beautiful things, but mentally are in a dark space. So I don't know if they're just trying to be like, no, like don't make things when you're in a dark space. Like I don't quite get the argument. Like it's just... I mean, I heard it a few times, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess it's the same as like when parents freak out because music's about things they don't agree with. Like, I don't know. You can't stop people from expressing themselves. Like we're in a place where things are allowed and they were all, there will always be things that are considered taboo. Like there are composers who literally made music with no words that were ostracized by governments because their music was considered it was considered like political art yeah like i off the top of my head i can't remember specific composers i should look it up but like right now i can't remember because like i've been a lot of classes (laughs) there are a lot of (laughs) names but just like there are composers who wrote literally a piano piece that is just different and that was seen as like a political outburst and those people would like be shunned or like their lives would be in danger for the rest of their lives like they were just like yeah it's crazy and i mean honestly like we should be a little bit grateful that your life is not in danger when you do things people don't agree with every single time sometimes your life is in danger but i don't know most of the time like if you have political like if you have like conspiracy views you're not necessarily in danger because of that there are so many political shows and like art and so many things where people express opinions that like in other places could be considered dangerous yeah we're lucky to have that freedom here we are very lucky and you know it you have the organized religion where you're at that's predominantly christian and i have obviously the yeah. old mormons here and uh, a lot of mormons and i've read a lot about it it's recently. interesting it's very fascinating 
But uh, they also do a lot of similar things when it's, but it's more of a uh, a control thing, where they don't want their followers to be, you know, partaking in a lot of different things. Like I, yeah. I, I can name you individuals off the top of my head who have never seen a rated R movie and they're well into their adulthood because yeah, their no, church tells 100%. them not to. And uh, I do think that you know if the if if Christian music like they're trying to say that's emotionally manipulative i think it's in a way like if you go and listen to music and the person's telling you about their problems and you can relate to it and that person's not part of your faith maybe you might start questioning i i mean i just it doesn't make sense to me because i mean music is it's gatekeeping like you said earlier a lot of it is gatekeeping and i think there's a lot of blurred lines with it and just new things and new opinions that are happening and that's okay and it's okay that we're just like all in like a weird space where we're trying to figure out what is happening and what we believe and like for the first time in basically all of america the population of people who identify as christians is coming close to like a minority it's it's been the majority for basically the whole time and i think enough people have been hurt by it that um it's reached this breaking point and i find that really sad like not because i feel like everyone should fall under the same description i i don't and a lot of people who subscribe to I don't know. Sometimes I have a trouble calling myself a Christian because I don't like what that can imply. And I don't like being lumped in with a lot of people who can be really judgmental. But also at the same time, I would like to be part of the process of changing what that looks like. Mm. Because I, I don't know. I guess it's I don't know. I have so many feelings about it. I think it's tough because when when the discussion is organized religion, you know, a small minority that's vocal is usually what ruins the opinion of it for the rest yeah. of the individuals. Yeah. And I mean, and it's not just that though, because like I do agree that the majority probably of people who identify as Christians probably follow beliefs that could be harmful to other people like i agree with that and it's really upsetting because like there are a lot of people my age who are christians who feel that way and who leave the church and we don't leave it because we don't believe in god we leave it because we don't believe in those people anymore right and it's really sad and like it it makes me really sad because I don't know, just like, not just in religion, but just over everything, there are just these generational gaps. And I think that the whole world is struggling to find a foothold into bridging those gaps. And I feel like there are definitely things that both sides are really resistant about it. And I don't know. <laughs> I've been talking. I just get sad about it. I'm sorry for rambling. I'm just sad because. I'm a super empathetic person and it makes me sad when 
like I know people don't always get along, but it makes me sad when people hurt each other. Yeah. I, I think that one thing that has always bothered me about organized religion as a whole is that the the unwillingness usually in and it's not always the case, but usually with the older generation that's a part of it, the mm-hmm. refusal of opening viewpoints to new ideas that we are finding, right? Like specifically yeah. we can, you know, point uh, like here in Utah, we can point at like their stance on LGBTQ is still very negative. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's 2021 and we're still having people who have very hateful things said to him about that type of stuff and it's it's really upsetting it's really I upsetting hate and, it so much and i don't understand me. why like as a community whole we they can't just look at it and be like oh that's yeah, not bad at all like i i just like there's like you're not doing and from like a standpoint of like if you were running an organization why do they still want to have this opinion if they want to stay relevant because all of their people are going to leave because they realize that opinion is wrong. And I can give you like a small tidbit of the answer to that. Like at least in some more conservative areas of Christianity, like, And I hate this because I don't agree with it, but like some people's fear is like, if we accept people who fall into XYZ group, then we also have to accept that they can be a part of our staff. And I'm like, yes, that's the point. The point is accepting that everyone is an equal part of our community. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I'm sure I can, there are a lot of people who disagree with me and that's fine. That's fine. To me, it's fine if people disagree with me. To me, it's not fine if people actively use their opinion to oppress and hurt other people. Yeah. Um, Which can happen a lot. I just, I have weird opinions when it comes to the Bible and people's thoughts. It's not weird. It's not weird. Well, okay, like... like It's normal. My whole thing is, like, I see a lot of people who quote the whole you know, man shall not lay with another man. Okay. The way that I look at the, like, the way that I look at the Bible in a, in like a weird, my own opinion way. Right. Is like a lot of those things were just trying in my eyes, we're trying to explain how to survive as a human because we just weren't good at doing that. And we realized at that point in time, if men were to sleep with men, we cannot produce more humans. Right. So that's kind of like a, hey, we don't, we don't know, like, who knows if we knew what that, how that process worked back when the Bible was made. Like, it's just trying to tell people, like, this is what it is. It doesn't mean that you can't, I I don't know. It it just. No, I agree. And it's that, like, a lot of people, a lot of, I'm not going to say it's, it's not all older people because they're. 100% 100% people with our in our age range that also identify with this but people have trouble they have trouble reconciling what the bible says with what the world looks like now and and I don't want to get super theological but like 
I don't know. I have so many thoughts, uh, but like one, there are a lot of ways to view the Bible. Like some people view everything in the Bible as every word, like God possessed the person who wrote it and every word in there is literal and exactly as it should be. And then there are other people who believe it is God inspired, which means the person was inspired by God to write it, but there's still like that person's viewpoints and that worldview that they have in the text. That's more what I identify with. Like, I don't think everything in there is like this person, like got possessed and God wrote everything word for word. And this is exactly how you should take it. I don't identify with that. And I'm sure so there are definitely people who would be upset with me for that, but I don't care. <laughs> um, and that's like part of where some of those issues come in is some people have trouble um, deciding which things they think are literal and which things are not necessarily literal. And also, even if they are literal, um, if you read like an entire book, there's always context. There's always context that you need to take into account for all of those things, which can be ignored a lot. Like there aren't that many verses in, I don't know, I'm not gonna pretend to be a religious expert. I'm not, I just have certain opinions and they're not the same as other people's opinions and that's fine. Um, but I don't know, everyone interprets the Bible differently. And honestly, we should just be grateful that we have that right because there was a time when we didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think too, one of the biggest things and why I personally think that organized religion will dissipate to a point of like very few people are still a part of it in the next 30, 40 years is just the fact that we, there's so much confusion around what means what and that it can be interpreted a thousand different ways. And a lot of people, our generation and younger, are like, well, why do I have to go to this organization and, you know, potentially pay their bills with tithing, other things like that, just to have a relationship with God? Why can't I just have a relationship with God and not have all the other drama that's associated with it? Yeah, like I, I mean, community is yeah. important, right? Community is important. Yeah, having... that's the thing. That, that was going to be my argument is that like, the community is important, but I've also been like hurt by multiple communities and I, I don't agree with some of those things that people do and I'm not as closely associated with the churches I've been a part of because of those things. And like you said, like community is important. Yeah. It and is. It, it's definitely like, I also think though that we're getting to a point where there's so many communities that are loving and accepting of just who people are that we no longer need. Well, I don't want to say we no longer need, but there's less people who need a religious community to help them. You know, there's communities that you can have online of like-minded individuals, or there's communities like in your neighborhood or in your city that do that have similar mentality right. than that. Like, I think it's, I think there's just more competition now for community as well. Competition. Yeah, I guess. But like, I think, I think it can be more than that because I think not. Did I freeze again? No, no, I can hear you. Or am I still here? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to check. 
Okay, you're just gonna have to tell me if someone says a comment because when I have Twitch open at the same time, it wants to freak out. Zookie said um, I'm more of a Scientology so guy. Yeah, that's the last thing I saw too, but um, I just closed Twitch, so I won't be able to. That's fine. I can. Follow I'll it follow necessarily. it. Um, if something comes up that is relevant, just say say so. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, part of it is the community, but part of it is that, like, the reason that organized religion exists is because people are drawn to a sense of stability and also people want community within that and there are a lot of different religions like for example a specific story that exists in a, several different religions is the story of the flood of the earth hmm. that is present in multiple ancient religions not just in christianity or catholicism or judaism like it's in a lot of different religions so like to me that says well that probably happened since it's present in so many different versions and like even if it didn't like so all of those religions like stemmed from probably originally the same place someone told a story who told a story who told a story who told a story right and to me that's beautiful some people find that threatening um i don't know people find difference threatening and that's unfortunately been a part of culture for years and obviously we're still fighting to change that yeah but if we want to talk about something that is less like splitting oh I no know. i mean i i so I learned... i'm fine with talking about it like because to me like it's important and also i just want people to know like that not everyone feels that way and it's really upsetting to those of us who don't feel that like that way no i absolutely love having this conversation because i've been yeah. i've been having this conversation with a lot of individuals here in utah mm -hmm. and utah has a very you know bubble of ideas but i i've had a lot of individuals who've come on in the past like six months who are part of our prominent religion and sharing a lot of the same things that you're sharing where you were hurt by the community that you thought was there for you and uh what happens when some of those individuals leave and the process and the progression of their life and was it worth it was it not worth it is there regrets is there not regrets like i think these are conversations that don't get had a lot because it's it's not easy to talk about but at the same time yeah. it can be so beneficial for individuals listening because I think like you people and me, people feel alone and people feel like, well, maybe I'm just going through this by myself. When in reality, I think that anyone who's religious or not religious questions their their beliefs throughout their life multiple times. I think a lot of people yeah, will say, should. yeah, I think they should. And I think anyone who doesn't question things should think about why they don't question anything. Yeah. And like, that's a conversation I've had to have with like people like that I went to college with because I have friends who, and like the Bible talks about like gifts of the spirit. And like one of those can be faith. And like, I have friends who just like never question anything. It was really easy for them to believe. And it's never been that way for me. So I've had to like ask those people for advice. I'm like, I don't understand how you feel this way. I'm like, I, I literally just, I can't fathom how you could not ever have questions but also like those people 
one of my best friends, like he um, started going to like a career counselor and he's like, well, my career counselor actually encouraged me to have more questions. And so I've been trying to dive into that more. I'm like, good. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> because like, like there's a reason that memes exist about like sheeple and all that. It's just like, don't blindly believe anything. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that can open a whole other can of worms, which is about like, just like why I have issues like talking to my dad and just like, cause he's so much more conservative than me. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like no. I love my father and I think he's, a, he's very smart. He's very smart. And I don't know. It's fine that he believes the things he does, but I the the reason that it bothers me is that if I have a differing opinion from him, he thinks I'm brainwashed. And I'm just like, just because people think different things doesn't mean that people are brainwashed. It just means they grew up with different environments. Like the whole nature versus nurture argument, like obviously my family believes not necessarily exactly the same way that I do yeah. and that's okay. And 100%. I just, I just also want my friends and my family and anyone that I encounter to recognize that I've come to the beliefs that I have through a struggle, an internal struggle of my own where I've done plenty of research and I haven't decided anything blindly. Like I listen to podcasts and like read things and I don't just blindly decide to follow anything ever. I, th I think humans, especially as you get older, like you go through periods of like reinforcing your beliefs and then letting your beliefs kind of like, you know, thin out and then reinforcing them again. And I really think that there's just a point in time where humans as a whole refuse to have new knowledge brought in because a they don't want they're just over it they don't care and b like no one wants to be told that most of their life they've like believed a lie they believed a lie so they find it very offensive and uh it i can be yeah for sure and i i used to struggle with that as a as with how i grew up here in utah because you know most Are of my Mexico? No, I'm. No. Uh, I didn't think that you grew up. No, in I. Church, but I, I did not, and uh, I've always. But you obviously know a lot of people. Yeah, I know a lot about it, and I've done a lot of research on it because, you know, I I, I live here, so I wanted to be, at no. least knowledgeable, and not just go and spew shit just to spew shit. But I used to be a lot more, um, in my teenage angsty time, a little bit more aggressive of my. Uh, distaste for things and now i'm just right. more of like if it makes someone happy exactly. you know i'm more for it but uh i do think that there's individuals who get to a point where they just have zero interest in having the conversation so they just immediately shut down and sadly that just is doing them a disservice because they're not expanding their horizons they're just going to be the same person until they inevitably right. you know it's okay like people everyone has button topics um and it's okay like i think those people will eventually hopefully will eventually get to a point where they're okay with talking about it but they're probably more freshly traumatized by those events um i think i've recommended this book to you but i'll recommend it again there's a book called educated 
and it's a memoir of this girl who grew up in your area and she um ended up like eventually going to college in another state and learning all these things and it was just like she had to deal with so much to figure out where she identified and I think she would still probably say she's religious but her family doesn't want to interact with her the same way because they think like all kinds of things like they think she's been possessed they think all kinds of things there, and I think I don't know I'm sure this exists across all religions here in Utah we specifically have a doctor diagnosed LDS anxiety disorder and it's it's ran rampant and sadly because um, our state is not ran by politicians it's kind of ran by the church itself um they don't talk about it archaic yeah absolutely they don't talk about this this isn't in the media because they don't want it to be known they don't want people to know about this disorder but they're they do such a heavy job of making you feel like if you do certain things that you will end up in a bad place and now with social media and technology with such an ease these individuals are seeing these different options and it's just wrecking their mental state yeah 100 you know like one of the things in this memoir she talks about is the first time she takes ibuprofen yeah and how it was this huge thing for her like i don't know and that's like I don't know that mormonism isn't the only place where that occurs like no. um christian scientists don't believe in a lot of medication and um there are a lot of different um religions that believe in more natural or herbal or different kinds of healing which i don't think has to be a bad thing but also like at least in um my branch that i grew up in of christianity it's nazarene like we have like a handbook and some of the things in the handbook like one of the specific things that we talked about in a small group that i'm a part of recently was that we believe in the healing of god and science yeah <laughs> like it straight up says like we believe in science because that has to be said sometimes i i yeah I think that there's levels to things, right? Like, I think that Eastern medicine has a lot of fantastic benefits that we still are not on board with on right. the Western medicine it's side. It's not a bad thing. Those things apply. Yes. And I they think do. I think that there's a lot of, uh, is the word holistic? Is that the correct word? There's, yeah. I mean, holistic and versus, I mean, holistic, homeopathic, like, those things don't necessarily have to be the same things. Holistic is more like non-chemical, but I mean, to be fair, most chemical things come from non-chemical things. Yeah, I, I, th <laughs> um, I think there are yeah, a lot. Holistic and homeopathic. I think there are a lot of different options for many casual related medical things, but I do get lost and very disturbed by individuals who refuse to take their child to like an emergency room if they're having like a life-threatening incident because you know they believe in a certain religious path when we have modern yeah. medicine that and this is where i get kind of lost on that too is like 
I don't know why, like, you can't just justify, like, well, no, God gave us that medicine, so we should just use it, right? Like, right. If, if that's like your, if you if you believe in God, like, can't that be like the justification? But no, they just will refuse to let doctors like do their job, and it, right. it I, and I, there's that one, that one pushes my buttons. <laughs> and there's like a, it's not like a biblical parable, but it's like a parable people have come up with over the years, and it's like. A man is stranded during a flood and he thinks, God will save me. A helicopter comes and says, we're here to save you. And he says, no, it's okay. God will save me. A rowboat comes up and says, hey, we're here to rescue you. And he's like, no, it's okay. God will save me. And then, then he gets overtaken by the water and he drowns. And he goes to like his judgment day and he says to God, why didn't you save me? I thought you would save me. He's like, I sent like all these different ways for you to be rescued but you ignored them you're like so i like, sent help <laughs> he's like i sent help yeah. and i think that applies to a lot of things now but i don't know yeah we it, can... it, i feel like we're kind of just like polarize everyone who's still watching <laughs> well i mean i think it's a. it definitely is a topic that i'm sure we could discuss for hours and hours and uh it would never stop yeah i could talk about this forever just because of my experiences and going to a christian school and i have so many lgbt friends and like i don't know there's just so many so many it's sad there's a lot of hurtful things that still go on in this world that looks oh i should just say in america specifically that are 100 percent preventable if people just A little bit more accepted. humanity yeah unfortunately it's kind of like the human condition is we there are so many things about the human condition we want to be right we want to understand we want to have all the answers we i don't know we just want to be able to control things there's so many things well and i think that we're starting to realize some of the worst possible conditions for humans too are uh things that we never really thought about. I, I think that one of the most dangerous things for humans is uh, loneliness. It's so much worse right now and the effects of it are so much more obvious. Like, I think suicide rates have increased oh, a crazy amount since the pandemic started. And I know like specifically to me, like my mental health has been just like, since this happened, like not to, I mean, no, please. We can talk about like what all this, what all the whole freaking pandemic has affected, and it's not just the pandemic. Honestly, like mental health has been an issue for years, and it's just recently been more obvious. Like, I don't know. There are a lot of people who are older generations who don't believe it exists. Yeah anxiety or depression just means you're weak i've heard that one before as a man that's really cool (laughs) just that like and again like not to return to this but i've seen so many memes and not just memes but like heard this personally like people are like why don't you just pray i'm like like people want to tell me to not take medication for my anxiety i'm like i will die yeah i'm like do you want that do you want that is that what you want it yeah i i 
sadly I, I i can't really relate on the the side of like you know the like religion causing or like sadly like it's okay yeah Everyone like comes from different backgrounds and i don't have a problem with that but i i do I, I definitely can relate on like the depression anxiety and like how it can be you know devastating to it's debilitating it, it really is i mean i i've dealt with a lot of depression and i you know i i'm with someone in my life who has anxiety and you know it's i i just i'm happy that we're at a point in time even though it had to come through memes and TikToks and YouTube, but we're finally at a point now where like we can openly discuss these things and not feel like we're going to get judged for being weak or lesser of Mostly. a human. Like it still happens, of Mostly. course, but yeah. I can have constructive conversations with individuals who are feeling the same way with as I do, or like maybe they feel completely different, but we can pop ideas off each other on how like right. things that have helped and it's like we're finally there's communities where it's like everyone's trying to help each other get out of it you know we it used to just be oh you're dealing with that well like just don't why don't you just be happy oh my gosh that was another thing that was in Bo's special he had that clip after one of his songs when he's like i'll kill myself then his clip was yeah. like i'm not actually suicidal and he's like if you want to kill yourself just don't yeah <laughs> and i was like don't. oh bo <laughs> it's uh yeah it's... he overly simplifies it intentionally but yeah. yeah um but all of that like like you said yes like i feel like i can talk about it with people i know that i'm close to like my friends and most of the time my family I feel like the times that I can't talk to people about it are in my work setting a lot. And specifically the job that I'm in now has been causing me a lot of mental distress. And like I call in because I can't get out of bed. And it's gotten to a point where I, I received like a warning about it recently, like this week which was really upsetting because for one like not only are we dealing with our department has gone through it's a garbage fire <laughs> <laughs> it is our department has gone through like a change in leadership at least twice in the past four months and we're gonna go through it again if a new chief is assigned because I work for the government so you can get detailed positions so our current chief is someone who is in the position temporarily basically so I don't know we're going through a lot and I'm not the only person who's experiencing a lot of mental exhaustion and trauma from my position but because I haven't been there for a long time I can face consequences for it and eventually be terminated if I take too much time off, basically. Well, right. And I mean, I, I don't know if you want to get into this too much, but you also had to go through the the very unpleasant circumstance of COVID-related layoffs. Yeah. No, like my last... No, it's fine. Uh, my last company, 
uh, I worked for an oil and gas company, which like I didn't really want to do in the first place, but after applying out of college for jobs for a year, when the only two companies that offered me a job were both oil and gas related. Just kind of got to <laughs> You got to pick one. <laughs> I needed a job. And I mean, at the time I got laid off, I was honestly looking for other jobs already. But I mean, basically our whole entire department got laid off at the time that I got laid off. Um, a few, like five people were kept uh, from our department to help the company and they were just mushed into another department. But like, obviously it was upsetting. It was frustrating and I was worried because a gap in employment never looks good, but I'm hopeful that gaps in employment within this time period <laughs> will be seen with grace in the future. Well, I also think too, with a lot of, I mean, I know it can get more confusing in more technical related jobs, but the idea of resumes and gaps in unemployment are starting to become more of an irrelevant thing because people realize that individuals want to go live their lives and that might not necessarily mean that they're always working and you know a good i hope that's the case <laughs> a, a good interview can you know outshine a gap in employment or you know whatever it looks like so I yeah mean, they generally ask about it at least in interviews but i don't know because i'm not on the hr side of things i don't know like what kind of i'm so sorry <laughs> no you're okay the wine's kicking in <laughs> it is it is definitely kicking in like yawning wise i also yawn a lot just speaking talk a lot i yawn a lot <laughs> it's really bad um oh the whole malibu bottle it, it's a it big bottle commences oh man it doesn't really show up well on screen it shows up every two frames <laughs> that stuff is delicious it's dangerously delicious my first like real experience with alcohol was with like malibu mixed with sprite and i was like okay i can get down with this <laughs> yeah you're like that's like sadly that's kind of like the worst experience because then you're like man alcohol tastes fantastic it doesn't though yeah and then you i mean i mean at this point like there wasn't i don't know if i think i told the whole guild about this one time but i know my boyfriend can attest to this there was a night i drank an entire bottle of whiskey oh <laughs> i really hope none of my family is watching this please forgive me <laughs> it was a bad night sometimes oh, whiskey if just my happens. family is watching this i'm just gonna stop existing now <laughs> um I, I I wanted to ask you, because I know that you had uh, mentioned, I think, in our Discord at one point that you were looking for um, potentially other jobs. And do you do you have like a like what, what, what would drive you to like potentially leave or like go on an adventure for a job? And do you have because I know you're in engineering, like that's what you got. My, yeah, my. My degree is in engineering and currently I'm working for a VA hospital uh, for veterans in an admin role, which can work for some people, but sure. 
I'm just not built for it. I'm not. I I get burnout from talking to veterans and vendors that just put us down and especially like working for the government is really hard because one of the parts of working for the government is we are constantly understaffed and the only reason that it ever gets resolved is we have like five years to point to that we've been understaffed we're like look at all of these bad metrics because we didn't have enough people and they're like oh five years that's good proof and it's like okay but all of those people left now <laughs> so Wonderful. and i think that's something that me and a lot of my coworkers are dealing with right now like a lot of people in my department um have been resigning which puts a lot of stress on the rest of us it's just this never-ending cycle honestly so where would you think you would be able to find like your uh what's a good way to word this like dream job I, dream job's always tough because like i don't think they necessarily exist it's but, not realistic but somewhere where yeah. you f- could feel like your uh, your passion in engineering and why you went to school for it could like f- be blood out. So my original, oh my gosh, just thinking about high school and how I even got to this point, it's wild. <laughs> so when <laughs> someone clipped that, it's wild. <laughs> it's a wild. Um, when I was in high school, I was trying to figure out different ways that I can help people because I'm an obsessively compassionate, empathetic person, which is something like my mom was like, go to a therapist, figure out how to be less this way. I'm like, I can't, it's like built into my DNA. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I'm like, I care about people. The end period. Um, And there was a person in my life who was dealing with, potentially a chronic illness and I wanted to figure out a way that I could I don't know help with that so one of the possible things there are a lot of different paths you can take to do medications so one of those paths was like biomedical engineering and there are two different sides to biomedical engineering there's like the machine version or the chemical version where you do medicines in a test tube right which at this point isn't the direction that i took probably because my degree is in mechanical engineering and i haven't gotten to work in the industry that i really want to at this point um right now my job is in a prosthetics department but again like i'm admin so you're not really partaking I'm in part the- of the solution but not part of the solution you know my goal would be to be in like a position where I like design those things like a person that I look up to a lot is Matt excuse me Matt her he's a professor at um MIT and he lost both his legs hiking Mount Everest and now he is a engineer who designs bionics and he has two prosthetic legs and um i don't know like all the technology involved with it but it's really interesting to me super interesting i mean that's a 
that's a field that just seems to be ever evolving. I mean, I've seen, I've seen prosthetics now that I, I don't, I, maybe you can enlighten me, but like when it goes on the arm, they can plug it into like nerves, the nerves that are still there and your brain can like start firing and it can almost trigger the fingers now with technology. And I'm yeah. like, that's insane. <laughs> right. Like, and that technology exists, but I'm not sure, like now after working in prosthetics for a while, I'm not sure how accessible it is. I would say at least most people who aren't like super rich, um, their access to that kind of technology is probably limited. But from working in a prosthetics environment, I've seen a lot of people with just normal prosthetics that have programming to act like a normal leg would or a normal arm would. And honestly, those things are pretty effective too and yeah. not as costly. And like there was um, one of the people that was temporarily overseeing our department has most of his leg is a prosthesis. Um, he was in an explosion when he was in the services and most of his leg has over time been removed. So he has a very small amount of residual limb and, but he does have a prosthetic leg and that improves his life quality a lot. And that's something that I want to be a part of. And that's like a huge part of why I went on this journey of becoming an engineer and why I'm in this admin position in a prosthetic department is I've been hoping it would get me into a position where I could design things like that for people. Um, so I've gotten to see a lot of that in the right. position I'm in, which is really important to me but most of my job is spent behind a desk in a room where I don't interact with veterans at all and honestly like to be honest interacting with patients like anyone who has worked in a hospital will know how stressful it is <laughs> because it doesn't matter whose fault something is if you are the point of contact it's your fault yeah of course, <laughs> of course. and that's a lot of what is been really hard on me at this position is just being like this point of contact and like I love being able to help the veterans I really do and there's nothing like it but the way I'm built is just it really exhausts and drains me and I don't think that I can perform long term in a position like that well I'm glad I'm glad to hear that because like I, I'm a firm believer in and, and I don't know if this is just like, maybe I'm just wired wrong, but it blows me away when I talk to people who are so dissatisfied with their work, but they don't leave. I, I have really close friends that are that way. And you're not wired wrong. I think, again, it's just everyone's wired differently, but there are some people who are wired. I don't know, like, I sometimes I feel bad about like how I am like I feel bad that I'm dissatisfied with my job like I recently have listened to podcasts about how to how to like be productive in a job that you aren't necessarily happy with 
and but I also have friends like who I feel like say they hate their jobs but they've been in that same position for five years and haven't done anything about it right that's 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 kind of what I'd never understood there's someone in my life who uh um I guess I could just say it because she doesn't watch my mother um she's worked in the cna slash rna jobs are horrible yeah she (laughs) everyone knows that job sucks yeah she's worked in cna rna and then like managing retirement homes for her entirety of her life and horrible she has pretty much hated where she's been at for like seven or eight years now but is so afraid of change that she doesn't leave and i'm like "Ah, there's it can be really really hard yeah for me i actually got a job offer a few months ago it was a lot more money than i'm making at the va and it wasn't because i was afraid of change that i turned it down but it was because i thought things were going to get better um, Mm. in my department and i was made promises that never came to fruition which is super frustrating and i don't know i hope it's for a purpose or for the better in the long run that i didn't take that job right but also like it's really upsetting that i didn't take a job that i could have potentially made twenty five thousand dollars more a year yeah i mean that that's the thing is you know having the money is definitely important but at the same time it was not in the industry that I wanted. Yeah. And that was essentially in the end, that and like a promise of a better position were why I didn't take that role. And I don't know, like right now I'm trying to apply for roles that more closely fit what I want um, in a job. But honestly, with my level of education, it may require me to go back to school and school is really hard for me um it really messes with me with my mental state um i was super depressed all through college and my anxiety was just on fire um my freshman year like halfway through my freshman year i can remember a specific time when i was like in the quad between my dormitory and like the cafeteria and stuff and people were literally like super happy and like singing worship songs and all this and I'm just thinking about maybe I shouldn't be here maybe I'm I don't have what it takes (laughs) and I just remember that moment very specifically because I remember texting my family about it and they're like it's okay if you need to go home and I'm like it's just people in our age range grew up going to high school where basically all of our worth was do you go to college do you apply to college like even if you weren't planning to go to college at my school you were still required to apply for at least two colleges right it's like i knew people who were planning to go to um emergency response classes or welding or all these different things but even though they didn't have a college track in mind it was just very it was a high pressure environment i think that in our education system we do a good job at saying like 
hey, there's this thing called college that you sh you need to go to. But then we do a really piss poor job at explaining like <laughs> what that means. Yeah, what that means and what is Guess out what? You're there. You're going to have to take all of these loans and you're going to be $100,000 in debt when you finish. And depending what your major is, you may not be able to pay that off for 30 more years. Well, not only that, but I feel like we don't do a good job in our education system at showing the possibility of work that exists in the world. Because... Right. And I think a lot of that is... I don't know what it is, really. Because I feel like there are a lot of different trade school options other than just going to college and getting a degree that you maybe never use like I, engineering I, is a very specific path that i feel like if you're taking an engineering path you most likely know what you want to do with yes. that unless you have a family behind you that's like very pressuring i have a lot of family or not i have a lot of friends that have family that have pressured them Yes. certain um, education paths that they didn't necessarily want to take. I, sad. I think my thing, I, I kind of, do you know who Gary Vandercheck is? This guy on TikTok, business dude. Yeah, he, I feel like I know him. He's like entrepreneurial and does a whole bunch of stuff. I kind of lean more towards his ideas and the future of university not being what it is now because like you said, unless you're going for engineering or you know you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or anything along those lines, schooling at this point has become so expensive that it's, it's not worth it. Insane. And you even can... for people that like have planned paths, like the amount of debt that people who go into the medical field end up in is insane. Yeah. Like, Honestly, the only people I know that haven't ended up in enormous debt from medical school are my friends that have um, been in the service and have a GI Bill. Yeah. And even those people still have some version of debt. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like we're we're starting to realize that there's so many certificate options. There's so many other ways to go about schooling that this traditional idea of going to a big university or a private college or something on those lines is becoming less and less relevant because yeah i mean it's good riddance like yeah it's let's publicize all the different options there are like yeah there's like welding is something that i feel like has kind of died off a little bit and i feel like it it's actually really important all of my <laughs> friends who went the route of trade are now all making at least 70, 80 grand a year. And, it, yeah. and I think we forgot that, cause like there was a gap, right? When the baby boomers came, or not the baby boomers, but no, they're, the they're boomers. yeah, the baby boomers, when they came back from, no, not there, the generation before, when they came back from war and they started doing a bunch of tech jobs, they, mm. they trained the next generation. Well, that whole generation is starting to retire. Yeah, but and, the baby boomers are the ones that pushed the idea of college education. Oh, they did, but I'm saying all the ones that didn't do college and went into tech, they're all starting mm -hmm. to retire, meaning that yeah, all no of those positions, yeah, all those positions are going to start opening up, which means there's going to be either 
a huge demand in those jobs or there's going to be a lot of money. I have a friend who did uh, underwater welding. Like that on... is so much money. Yeah. Because he... it's super dangerous. <laughs> I don't want to quote exactly what the dollar amount was, but he did a three-month stint in uh, one of the Great Lakes working on some pipeline and like also like a boat or something like that, some ship. I think he said he came home with like 60 grand in the three months. That's crazy you know that's it, not the only a lot of contracting jobs come home with more money than you would expect plumbing is huge money but i mean part of the reason for that is that contracting jobs are short term and you don't know what you're going to have after that um i've worked with a lot of contractors from working in oil and gas like they make a lot of money but they have no weekends like at all like they work every day the entirety of a job yeah. and then they go home and then they've made a ton of money but zero breaks like don't see their family don't go home they work like 10 hour days every day it's insane there's another one that i like to talk about and it is not a job that is seen as glorious but i promise you there's a lot of benefits <laughs> okay trucking Trucking, it's not glorious because it's dangerous because yeah. they expect products to arrive at a certain time and the amount of time that you can fit in to sleep or like whatever. If there is like any accident or traffic, like you, it's very risky. There go, that goes, that's your sleep hour. But also, you're not technically allowed to drive for x number of hours straight like usually there's a system built into the truck yes. that can track if you've stopped to sleep so where i live specifically like it's north of salt lake city right um there is like mm, like 15 or 16 trucking companies that are by me and uh not only are they not only are they hiring for cdl drivers every day they are doing bonuses of like five grand right now because of how desperate they are for trucking and because it's awful yeah it, it's not a great job but the one thing that i think a lot of individuals my generation don't realize if you're struggling to find somewhere to live and can't pay rent you could go on the road for a couple of years and save up that, those huge paychecks okay. and you could just have your truck I mean, I know someone who just did that and now they're living in a pretty nice house and he's making like 90 grand a year driving. Yeah. It, it's just if you if you're built for that lifestyle. But the, yeah. these like, options aren't yeah. talked about. No one ever told me like, hey, like you could go become a trucker. Because people look down, people look down on something that not everyone, but because of the way the baby boomer generation raised us. Yeah truckers were those, like mm. yeah a lot of those positions are just looked down upon but it's like those are really hard jobs like you get paid a lot because they're dangerous like yeah. truckers if they're driving anytime during the winter it is super dangerous like they have shows about it yeah and <laughs> yeah they do yeah because that stuff is crazy and like it's super dangerous and what i think too uh with the whole crazy you know, Amazon delivers everything nowadays too. There's even a higher desire for my trucking. Yeah. 
my best friend is currently, she works for Amazon and she's getting her CDL license right now. Like she's doing the classes and everything. And I hope she makes more money like afterwards, but also, I don't know, Amazon's sketchy. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a whole different topic. She's been working there a while though, and it's worked out for her. I mean, she's gotten a few different promotions so i'm hopeful that this works out for her like she went <laughs> sorry just dog dog <laughs> she's been laying there since i showed you her last time she's just like attention please <laughs> no she doesn't care for attention she's just sleeping and making noises <laughs> but anyway like my friend she she went to school for nursing for a semester and then it didn't work out for her which is fine like college doesn't work out for everyone and that's fine but i feel that a lot of the companies that offer jobs that don't require education take advantage of that because those people's options can be limited and i really hate that so much <laughs> i do too it's i don't know we our society is just a, in a very weird spot and i i think that the unpredictableness of the next 15 20 years is kind of is a little scary yeah <laughs> just a little i don't know i mean and I feel like this pandemic has made everything exponentially worse. Like one of the reasons that I'm frustrated about this warning that I got is literally weekly, we get an email from the director encouraging us to stay home anytime we have like a sniffle basically. And since I haven't worked there for a year and completed my probationary period, I'm like this warning isn't, necessarily anything to worry about yet but if if the pattern continues it would be but like i have this warning so like i'll never take sick leave ever again basically <laughs> um but I, it's just frustrating because we're in this period where we're just encouraged like if you have a sniffle if you have a headache if you have anything that could possibly be considered part of covid stay home and it's like i get headaches a lot and that's one of the symptoms so it's like right if i get a migraine do i stay home do i come to work like I, I, yeah i i have a weird outlook on the whole way that we handle required hours in work places for a lot of time i, I understand that if there's work to do you want your employees there but the best companies are the ones that allow their employees a little bit more uh, leniency mm -hmm. because they're happy and <laughs> they're happy, healthy, and more productive because they feel yeah. like they have free time. But we don't do that here. It's just other countries that do that and have the best turnout rates. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I do have to do something really quick. Um, I don't know if this will come through the screen or not, but uh, I forgot to turn something off and Papa Smurf had redeemed it so uh i did just say something i saw something show up on the stream it's not showing up in our 
chat, but I saw you pull something into the screen, but now it's not. Oh yeah. I didn't I saw a dinosaur. That. Yeah. I uh Papa, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do, Papa? He didn't do anything. Well, he just redeemed something. So I apologize if this is loud on your end or loud on the stream. I'll take my heads up. I I've got my hand on the headphone in case. Do it. Do it. Also, I can't see the page right now on there, the stream. There you go. <laughs> I sent it. <laughs> um. Well, he's saying people are saying roar, so apparently they saw something, but I can't hear or see anything on the stream. <laughs> um. Do it. Do it now. Sorry. <laughs> I, so I. There's a redeem for 20, 25,000 points of a T-Rex noise, and I turn these redeems off on podcast night because it's very... Obnoxious. <laughs> I'll redeem them the points. I want to hear you roar. I will roar. Okay, Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I need to... Uh be more on top of that because that's super super i mean to be fair we've just been talking about whatever no no no, no. i just t-rex roars uh yeah um so i wanted to get into uh a little bit of your music your music <laughs> your 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 music career well non-career you mean well, <laughs> i want to know like where it started because you obviously have done a bunch of classes yeah so um i started i started taking piano lessons probably when i was four or five um i've been i started taking lessons with the teacher i was with for most of my life when i was six and i love her she's amazing she's incredible um she was from Ukraine and just, I don't know if you've ever met anyone from Russia or Ukraine, mm. but they have very intense schooling and parents that expect a lot of them. Yeah. But she was very intense, but like a good teacher and I wouldn't have wanted anyone else, honestly, but, um, so I took lessons in piano for a long time with her and on and off growing up, I took like vocal lessons with a few different teachers. Um, so I've always loved singing for forever. I don't know how old it was when I started taking vocal lessons, but I went to an art school. Um, so in like middle school and high school, it was kind of similar to college in that you still had majors so you still had like a focus but it was essentially like kind of like an elective um so there was like an hour and a half every day where you so he said you did great <laughs> <laughs> um but there was like an hour and a half every day where we would practice whatever our focus was like at the school I went to there was like dance creative writing uh, 
piano, vocal, band, orchestra, guitar, video cinema, visual arts. Um, that might have been it. Tech. There was tech as well. Stage tech or tech design, basically like backstage stuff and costumes and that kind of thing. Um, and so there was an hour and a half you spent just practicing that every day. So my major was piano for most of the time I was there. There was one year that I switched to guitar. Oh. Um, and then I switched back just because it was really hard to keep up with both. And if I had to choose one of the instruments, it was going to be piano because I'd spent, I had invested the most time into that. Um, but so basically I've played piano for forever and also been a singer for a really long time. I've written some music, but I haven't really shared very much of that. Um, <laughs> okay, Zuki. <laughs> Rude. I don't hear my boyfriend saying anything. Is he involved? I'm going to walk in there and find out. I'm going <laughs> to ask him later and ask what kind of garbage you said about me. But, like, it's fine if you are, I guess. But... <laughs> I'm honestly surprised you're still listening. I didn't think anyone from Fallen would come listening because I was just like, I mean, whatever. Wait until he gets involved. It's the grand he finale. He won't get involved. He won't get involved. He's very quiet. He's very talented at WoW, so he's focused on that, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I, yeah the, the gang's still out there. <laughs> I know they are. I can hear him. I can hear him in the other room. Click, 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 click. He's calling right now. Not me. I can hear him in the other room. Prove it. Prove it. He hasn't commented a single time. I told him he was supposed to be trolling this whole time, but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't troll. Or say oh wait, anything. Tiny Rick is raw. The I forgot. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good old raw. Okay. Hi, we love you. Um, I guess what I wanted really to get distracted. to. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we started talking about wild wow people, and I got super distracted. But I anyway, guess what I, I want to know is like, when you, do you, do you have you posted some of the songs that you've written? I think only one at this point on my YouTube channel, at least. Yeah. Um, So, Lay Boyfriend got me this, um, this songwriting book when we, this was before we started dating, he bought me this, and I started writing in it, and like, copying music that I had written into it. Um, I really, I don't know if he's listening, he's gonna be embarrassed if he is. Stop listening now. This is the warning. <laughs> I see you laughing. Oh no. No, I love it. Cause like Stop listening. No, this is like 
it's probably embarrassing to him but it's also embarrassing to me just because like i didn't know how to express my feelings so like the first time that i told him i loved him it was i played him this song and i was like let me <laughs> this is so embarrassing oh my gosh okay um everyone in fallen stop listening now <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Like, I was just really scared to express myself. So, like, part of the song says, like, I'll tell you something if <laughs> just told me to stop. <laughs> I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Okay. Okay. He's so upset. He is listening. <laughs> Nothing. I didn't tell him anything. Listen. I won't read the... Listen. I said I stopped. Listen. Listen, I'm a sucker for sappy stuff. I'm not saying do it. I'm not saying do it. I'm not saying do it. I'm not trying to be single, okay? Yeah, don't, don't. (laughs) We have to, we don't want it. We don't want to embarrass anyone, Uh, but uh, the gist of it it. is that I sang a song to tell him because I didn't know how to express myself. Love it. That's it. That's, I won't read the song. That's very wholesome. Yes. I also wrote like a song about liking him and there was another time like the way he tricked me into telling me that I liked him was because I had written a poem and he was like, so tell me this poem and I was like, mm. <laughs> but then I sent it anyway and he was like, I don't understand and like thirst trapped me basically. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love it. Also, I'm dying at Bebert right now. Uh, Papa, maybe someday, maybe someday I'll post it on my YouTube. Um, anyway, there is a song that I wrote that is posted on my YouTube. Um, I wrote it when I finished watching Steven Universe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's called Television, and gotta find it but he's the only reason he's upset with me is because people from the guild are watching (laughs) no one he knew was watching he wouldn't care um but people he knows are watching and he interacts with them every day well if you interacted me with me more than the freaking guild then maybe it wouldn't be a problem i'm just kidding um but the song i wrote called television um i basically wrote it about like how books and shows like i get really invested in them Mm. and um i have a similar i don't want to say problem but similar uh thing yeah but like so like when when my boyfriend had me watch breaking bad like it's a good show it's a good show but for anyone who's watched it they know a lot happens in that show yeah like it's an intense show and as a person who is very emotionally charged it was a lot for me he'd be like let's watch another episode i'm like i'm still digesting the last (laughs) one he's like what what do you mean why don't you want to watch it and he was always upset with me and i'm like i need a break i'm still reeling okay my 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 poor wife is also the same um I just put her through Naruto and Naruto Shippuden. 
I just started watching um, Attack on Titan. Yeah, it's a good for one. The first time, and I'm very upset and still trying to figure. <laughs> Thanks, Bebert. Love you. <laughs> um, she. Uh... No, it's okay. It's okay if he doesn't want me to share it. Maybe eventually someday I'll post the song, but like not say. I don't know. She struggled. But, she struggled through some uh, some stuff in Naruto with characters, and uh, I felt bad. Yeah. Do you watch? Um, I haven't watched the full thing because obviously, but have you watched any of One Piece? Yeah, I like not much. It's a lot. It's such a long show, but like there are some episodes where I just like, cried <laughs> and cried and cried. Also, that that logo that keeps coming up for that gaming thing yeah. is one of your advertisements it's a hundred percent based on attack on titan like no doubt <laughs> i think they i think they made that uh way before attack on titan they uh i think they made their business in like the early 2000s what yeah it looks exact that it's actually funny even enough if it, even if the company is from before them it's possible the logo was made afterwards i actually just talked to him about the logo this week it is based off of a the what the the transformers bad guys um the, decepticons the, logo yeah, decepticons. and like a knight okay yeah okay that's what they were going for super okay. cool though someone did that by hand that's great it yeah. does remind me of the attack on one titan. titan in attack on titan though. yeah now anime's um, anime's cool it's a fun you have subject. a whole podcast about it so yeah obviously you think it's cool <laughs> i uh i stepped down from that podcast now oh no really yeah i, yeah, I, I didn't just know that it's still it's the, we're still maybe gonna do it but i'm not gonna be the host anymore there's a lot of That's shows you i was like you've got too many shows honestly. yeah like how many do you how many are you doing now that's what you get for being a variety podcaster. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. what you get. Too many shows. Um, too many cooks. Yeah, too many cooks in the goddamn kitchen. No, I, uh, I'm only doing regularly now this one, True Crime Junks, and my new Smooth Brain show. What is the Smooth Brain one? I honestly haven't had it's a more chance of, to watch it yet because you do it in the mornings, and I'm usually not functional. Yet. Yeah, it's more of a talk show variety, like more twitch mainstream content we gotta okay. we spin a wheel for punishments and stuff like that like oh my gosh of course you do yeah it was rough it gets rough I'll sometimes have to watch one of some of, yeah, one of, a, some of them it's a good time oh uh, with music though i wanted to kind of ask you like you know i seen that you've been posting on tiktok a little bit more um with your music which i definitely think you should um Sorry, I don't know if you heard that. Fireworks have been happening here. Oh. But that just is why I made that face. It wasn't at you. <laughs> Do you, like, have, like, dream aspirations or, like, secret aspirations of, like, maybe doing, like, an album or something like that? Um, I have mixed feelings. Because, like, one of my really close friends, she is super talented and she um she's gone to school for like musical production and all this stuff and also just like 
because I know how many people are in the world and how many talented people there are, I never expect anything to happen, like ever. And that's okay with me because like just seeing how it affects people who do end up in the music industry. Like another one of my good friends, she, it's just crazy what happens to some people, especially like the, um, a lot of women in the industry. It's a very, like, I really try not to isolate things by gender because I don't think that it should have to be important, but I do know that specifically in the music industry, at least, um, a lot of female artists experience um, pressure from like producers or people. They're like, well, if you do X, Y, Z for me, I will make sure that you are successful. Like, and it's just really gross and really sad and upsetting. Like there are songs about it, like multiple songs. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Icon for Hire, but they have a song um, and the lead singer is just singing about, like there's a line where she like says, people ask like who I had to blow to get here. And I'm like, well, I think- you're a Christian artist. What happened? <laughs> well, I think pop-wise, one of the biggest ones that came out was Kesha and all the I horrendous cried. things that she had to I go cried. through. Yeah. I cried when that song came out. I was at my internship in Illinois, and I listened to it, and I was crying the whole time. I did a cover of it because I've experienced that, not like in the music industry area, but like um, there's always assault. There's always this halt and I've experienced that and it's traumatizing and it's upsetting and not just that, but like, even if you've never experienced like sexual assault or sexual trauma, like that song in general is just the song praying is really powerful in that it talks about forgiving someone who definitely doesn't deserve it. And um, a lot of people don't believe that people who do horrible things deserve forgiveness and to a degree I agree with that um in some situations but I think that we have forgiveness not just to free that person from the burden of what we hold against them but it's I think it's more for us I think it's more for us because if we don't forgive someone, that is someone that's something we carry with us forever. Whereas the person who did whatever they did to us may have completely moved on and forgotten what they did to us. But we're letting we're letting that one thing that happened to us affect our entire lives. Um and so that song was like that was a really important song to me and I don't have it on my YouTube channel, but I, or maybe I do, but I did a live stream while I was in college of covering that song. Um, and that was before I had like told people that I had experienced like a sexual assault. Um, I actually didn't tell my family until really recently and 
I hope my dad's not watching because I haven't specifically told him to his face yet, but because I don't know how to tell him because I don't know how he'll respond. And it's not because I don't want to tell him or I don't trust him. Like, I love my father to the ends of the earth. Um, it's just a hard thing to tell people. Like, I didn't tell my mom until really recently. And it happened to me in like 2015. So it's been not a short amount of time. Um, so like, I don't know, sorry, but like we start talking about like music and like all the things that come with it. And that's one of the things that comes with it is just like this inherent risk that people are going to exploit you. And I don't love that side of it. And one thing that I do love is that more and more people in music have started self-producing and like I love that like be be independent um be your own boss because there are so many different um producers that will just take advantage of you and I've seen that happen to a lot of people or I've seen like someone they're just <laughs> just I've never been in any kind of production where I would have to worry about my compositions being taken advantage of but like my friend has been featured on albums and not credited and it's insane to me it, like the stuff that people go through is crazy well not only on the you know the, the extreme darker side of like the abuse that goes on but there's something that you know when when you get to the higher levels of the music world where there's so much money that people it's 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 past dog eat dog it's a hundred percent let's 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 shit on as many people as we can so we can make the most profit and it's sad that you know music which is art is such a is is ran on that type of level and I think it goes in any industry. Like I'm sure people think that that happens in like more mainstream stuff, but it's everywhere. It, it's prominent in it every. Is, and like, it happens. Like you said, it happens everywhere. Like there's a person who, there's a chief in another state, like not in our area, that has a reputation for like flirting with certain people and like flirting with women he works with so like I had a co-worker that had to turn down working with him because she was afraid that it would like he would somehow hold her hostage in a certain situation where we needed assistance so she was like I'm not that girl that's not going to happen to me but she's also like because of that Kind of facing some retaliation because there's no evidence of why she turned it down there's just evidence that she turned it down but also like they didn't want to help us unless we changed everything to fit their exact whim and i was like no but aside from that it's just people get taken advantage of in so many industries like it's not just music but no for sure i mean it's i, I I've seen it. I've seen it in places that I've worked and it's sometimes it's blatant and sometimes it's not. And it's really, I don't know. It just, it goes to show more and more that, uh, 
a lot of things are pretty fucked up. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm I'm grateful that people are feeling empowered to talk about it now. Yeah. Um, I wish it wasn't something that need to be talked about. Talked about. I wish it was something that didn't happen or was rare. But honestly, like the statistics that show how many people experience it, that's just the people who report it. The number is much higher. The number is insane. Like I would, I would argue that 80 to 90% of the people I know have experienced some sort of assault, like sexual assault. It's really sad too, because I, you know, you know, as a man, you don't really hear a lot about it because obviously other men, unless you're in like really, you know, disgusting friend circles, you don't hear about it. But when you start getting close to, you know, you, you have friends that are women, they get comfortable, you know, anything. they they get yeah. comfortable around you and then you realize it's like everybody, like well, yeah. most of my Actually, friends have experienced shit. And I'm like, it just, it's heartbreaking. The person who actually was my abuser previous to that had experienced it. Like it happened to that person. And then that person did it to someone else. Yeah. And that in itself was something that like ruined me for a really long time because I was constantly worried that I was not taking into account someone else's feelings. I was constantly worried like that I was making people uncomfortable. I was like, every time like I went on a date, I was like, is everything okay? Like, or am I doing something wrong? Right. But I don't know. I'm sorry we got to that. Like, no, hey, all no. that coming from like music, but like all that like was just circling around the fact that I just think there's a lot more pressure in music than I specifically as a person that has depression and anxiety could handle. Like I love to post music and I love to sing and I wish I was better at writing music. I have some songs that I've written, um, like this is television. Here you go. Surprise. It's gone forever. You'll never see it again. <laughs> Just kidding, it's on my YouTube channel. One stop shop. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Um, like I've written more songs than just this, but this is the only one that I think I've posted like publicly because I don't want to embarrass my boyfriend. <laughs> um someday. I don't know. Also, I'm embarrassed by the songs too, so that's part of why I haven't posted them. And some of them, I just, they don't feel finished to me, even if there's something that I've written. Like, I'm like, this sounds okay. But yeah, I'm like, like you said, like you messaged me and you're like, when are you going to post another thing on TikTok? And then I was like, I'll do it now. <laughs> I think TikTok's an interesting one just because, like, you know, so short because it's short i feel like it's easier in some ways to, to make content well and i think too it allows for people who have talent like yourself be able to showcase it and have an opportunity for like if something did like you know if it hit like a trending point like you can just do it yourself you don't have to have like 
teams around you. You don't have to right. make that decision. You can, but like at the same time, like I'm sure there's still, you know, crazy amounts of pressure. Yeah. Like I, we, we talked to, it... we mentioned uh, Bella Porsche a little bit. Like we both follow her and let's go. Yeah. You know, she's pretty awesome. I imagine, is, but a lot of people have a negative view of her and a lot of people don't think that she can actually sing, which I'm like, watch the rest of her videos because she like posted that now she has that song yeah like, the same build a bitch or whatever it's actually called um <clears throat> and everyone's like like there's tiktoks that are saying how come tiktok stars can suddenly sing i'm like just watch the rest of her videos she sang before yeah but people don't want to invest that much time because she is a lot of videos well and i think too though like i imagine that she's under a an enormous amount of pressure because sure. like she has to be she has to be you know quote unquote perfect for her videos you know and she is though <laughs> yeah and she she makes good content and uh, you know I, I could just be her it'd be fine <laughs> i i just imagine that it's very uh it's very difficult at that level even just being like a tiktok person because yeah and unfortunately like like my roommate from college has become not like that level of tiktok famous but they're they have a following and they post a lot of stuff about like being punk and like non-binary and um being a part of the lgbt um qi plus community and they've gotten a lot of hate from that by like just trolls and other people and i um there's just like there's always pressure like anytime you get any traction on any platform um like <laughs> i hate to compare this to pewdiepie but like how many times has he just jacked up everything um i don't know how like he's come back from so many scandals honestly <laughs> one one PUBG video and he still survived or whatever game I that was no man like that's gotta be like after multiple anti-semitic jokes that he's made yeah like, but people come back from so many things like if you have enough of a following you can come back from things but like not without consequences right and it's yeah I don't know. We live in a weird time too with social media where it's very uh each platform everything's has accessible. Everything's accessible, but each platform almost has its own like identity for like what the trolling is going to be like Twitter. Oh gosh. Twitter's really Twitter, bad. Twitter is for arguing. I saw this TikTok where it was like an animation um where one of the people in the animation was like an alien and the other person was like, "Okay, explain what every social media is for." And like the aliens like Twitter is for arguing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, Facebook is for old people. And it's just so funny. And it's like, uh, I don't know. Like when I was in college one year for Lent, which um, is usually people um, that are Orthodox or Catholic or um, some people who are Protestant will take the time between Ash Wednesday and Easter to observe a time of fasting of something. 
so like one year I decided to fast from all social media and I've like never fully gone back since then because my life was just so much better. Like I didn't yeah. have the pressure of, and I feel bad because people still send me like Facebook invites and then I miss everything. And they're like, why didn't you come to this? I'm like, because I don't like, if you really want media. me to come to something, send me a real thing. Like send me paper because I can't, I can't make my life totally digital. I just can't do that. Oh, I've said this multiple times that if I decide that like, I'm not going to stream anymore, or I'm not going to do my podcast anymore, which I don't plan on doing, but yeah, if that is obviously a huge passion. Of yours. Yeah. If I ever decided to go that route, I would a hundred percent get rid of pretty close to everything and then just follow like close people. And I'd yeah. probably just have like a personal Facebook account with like, friends so they can message me if they don't have my number or something like yeah i would get off um, insta twitter snap all those damn ones like ever since i honestly haven't posted a lot of things um for a really long time because like a lot of people post obsessively about their relationships i really don't post a lot of anything ever um, in general, like I'll post pictures of like our dog or something, <laughs> but I don't really like post aggressively about our relationship. One, because I feel like social media is used as, um, it's just a highlight reel. You just are posting things that are good about your life and then it makes other people sad, which is like, that's psychology. Yeah, it is. And in addition to that, like if you're someone who wants to know about my life, if you're someone who's involved in my life, you will already know. You'll know that I'm in a relationship with someone. Well, and like, I, I think it's actually kind of weird when people do post a lot about like their relationship specifically because it's, it's an insecurity thing. It well, is. yeah, and it's almost like now you have an audience that's involved in your relationship. Which yeah. I think is very like, and it's it's very stereotypically women who do it. <laughs> Bo again. Um, oh no, yeah, the white women Instagram. I mean, someone. Let's see. Let's scroll back. Someone said someone made a comment about the white yeah. woman Instagram. It's gone now though, because my internet disconnected. But um, one of them said something about that. But yeah, like. It's stereotypically women who post about their relationships a lot. And like, I have a lot of friends who do that, especially once they get engaged, they just want everyone to know. And like, that's fine. And also like, if I were to be engaged, I would probably post something just yeah. so like, like people know, like, I don't know, because I can't invite everyone. Like I can't. Well, like, I think if that I were that... to have a wedding, I can't invite everyone, but I want people to know that I'm like, hey, this is the person that I care about and I'm going to get married to this person. I think that that's a worthwhile life event that is worth posting. But like right. when people are like, oh, every minute of their relationship. Monday with the boo. Tuesday, we're doing tacos. He pissed me off Wednesday. Fuck him. Thursday, we were going to break up. Friday, we're back together. Oh, Saturday. Oh, gosh, Zuki, no. I, I've seen some oh, of those. Joint like, on accounts. Facebook, on Facebook. That's like, I'd say that's a more like people that are 
probably in their 40s-ish. I've seen those a lot. 40s up, I see joint accounts for relationships, like joint emails, joint Facebook specifically. I've seen those, especially like working in healthcare. I email a lot of spouses. <laughs> I feel like that's like a, the kid, like their kids are like, you need to get a Facebook. And they're like, oh, we'll just make one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But mostly, I feel like that's because someone cheated. Doesn't want to do it. But I saw that. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. sure, okay. But I think it's more someone's lazy if there's a joint account. Someone doesn't want a Facebook. I don't know. I actually, since he said that, I thought about it, and the one person I knew who has a joint account—that's no, why they have it. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Big zoinks on that one. <laughs> Zoink. Oh gosh. Um. Well, we got to experience the wonderful thing of podcasting where we realized that we've been going for two and a half hours. Oops. And uh, people are still watching, though. Like, oh, let's yeah. Be real. Um, Zookie, love you. Beebert, love you. Daddy Ocom, love you. You know who that is? Papa Smurf, love you. Daddy is the fucking paper cut. Um, I love you, paper. I miss you. Um, no, <laughs> not in a bad way, but in a. In a guilty it's easy to talk that thank long. you it really is it is i that's what i love about podcasting is like just in general you get two and a half hours like snapshot of someone's reality and their passions and their lives and their you know what they're doing and it didn't feel like it i didn't feel like we just talked for two and a half hours i felt like yeah, we just no. hung out it's it's my favorite thing about podcasting but uh i do i think we should probably wrap it up for the sake of um time sleep yeah for sleep I get it um have the floor to uh tell people if you want where they can find you i know that you you have streamed on twitch in the past might yeah. get back to it maybe eventually maybe uh, i don't know <laughs> um more fireworks okay um uh, yeah so my Twitch is if you want to follow me, I um, I'll post them in the chat too. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I mean I've also commented, but hey, look, yeah, that's me. Uh, Music obsessed is my Twitch. Um, YouTube I have a YouTube account, which like I'm not popular enough to have like my slash my name, but you know, whatever. I have my original content and some covers. I haven't posted anything on YouTube in a really long time. Um, TikTok is whatever. I honestly don't post there very much. It's just <laughs> whatever. It's for fun. Um, if you find me, you do. If you don't, I don't care. Like, it's not my medium. <laughs> right. It's just for fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, Basically my YouTube and my Twitch. I should probably, maybe eventually I'll post some more. I've just been wanting to um, write some more, but I just, it's been hard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And I'm sure no one, no, I'm not going to say that because then people will know where I live. It's all good. Yeah. But yeah. So if you want to see my singy sing stuff then you can it's on youtube if you want to watch me play other games other than wow then you can watch my twitch <laughs> the old twitch I, I also i had some twitch 
streams from WoW, but they've been deleted. Oh. So, yeah. Because um, I had some from, like, doing Nax, and I think I had one from one time we did BWL as well. I yeah. I, I remember when you were, you had sent me over to go look at your Twitch the first time I had went and watched you guys do uh, KT on one of your oh, yeah. streams, and that was fun to watch. Um, get Zuki, or Zuki says, see you in Azeroth, Nereo. I'll try to come back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just need help. I need help. Help me level. We'll help I'm a you baby. Level. I'm a baby. The quest now that and and on top of that, the not now that a lot of the alliance have gotten out of the first zones, it's not as toxic. So questing isn't that bad. That's good. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It, it was bad for the. I heard it was really bad the first couple weeks, but I think it's. Uh, uh, like the queue times were terrible you couldn't even get online yeah um but thank you for coming thank you for sharing your life with us and uh yeah, i had a great time giving us an insight and uh you know i i would be more than happy to have you back if you want and i'm sure the audience would in the future um i'll be back uh everyone watching thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight if you're Thanks, watching fallen i think most of them are from fallen so. <laughs> yeah if you guys are watching love you all the people all the people if you guys are watching this on youtube or spotify or stuff like that thank you so much for hanging out and listening to the podcast and uh, i will be back next week friday at 6 p.m mountain standard time thank you all for a wonderful night thank you summer and i will talk to you guys later